This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Quip, the elegant oral care solution. And you can go to tryquip.com slash laser time to get $10 off refills. Gentlemen, welcome to Laser Time, and don't make a fucking maniac out of me <laughs> because this is the internet and this nineteenth leading uh, pop culture show. We slide each and every week. Uh, this week, I gotta say, this is real, a real morning radio topic. But since I never listen to morning radio anymore, there's no place for this, and it's well worth doing. Mm-hmm. Hi, one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Uh, who else is with me? It's me, Sarah, and the guys get, get shirts. shirts. <laughs> we both just the, same the thing. fucking yeah. way it is. <laughs> this is Sam, and we're gonna do it live. Fuck it, Fuck we're gonna do it live. <laughs> <laughs> a, a wonderful <laughs> listening party. Each week we, we we tend to grab a pop culture topic. Sometimes it's an in-depth look at a human being or a body of work. Sometimes it's just schadenfreude. And uh, this week, instead of... like Think of this like shame songs, but for uh, people who don't do music. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is people at their worst. We some have, of them do music. So, some of them do do music, and I know I said do-do. I don't want to hear any fucking <laughs> naughty comments on the Reddit. Um... Uh, but this is all. This is going to be all about celebrity freakouts, yeah. and it's unfair because we all have bad moments, and these are the ones that just happen to be caught on camera. But in defense of most of these people, they're dead, or at least dead to all of us. <laughs> so, so there were some people like, I like this guy. Yeah. I don't want to put this on here. Uh, yeah. but, but some of these people are like, no, this is inexcusable, yeah. or uh, this is fascinating, or this is so it- gut-wrenching, cringeworthy, and excruciating. Mm-hmm. You must listen to it. Well, and I love like looking at these because two things. A, mm-hmm. I have never yelled at a screamed at another human being. Mm. Like I've never had a blow up like this. I possibly because I just like to stuff all my feelings down until I it turns into have, cancer. Yeah. <laughs> or B, I don't know, that kind of confrontation like freaks me out. And the other part of it too is that sometimes when I imagine being on the receiving end I would just start crying. Like if someone's screaming at me like that, I think I would just like start crying. It's, it's not. Like, I don't usually down. target anybody in particular, but like if you've worked around me, you've seen me yell at equipment and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. load times, and I don't know, like shit like that. Like life is after me. When like I just screaming at the oh, top of my yeah. lungs. No, I do that. Uh, oh, traffic though. Infrequently <laughs> in traffic, alone in my car, generally or mm-hmm. by myself, I do. Mm. You know, yell, but everyone does I that. Think I've ever heard Sam counts. do it though. In traffic? Are no, you serious? Actually, yeah. Uh, oh, in traffic all the time. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I hate driving. The most stern I've ever seen you. I forget you were like babysitting your uncle's dogs and I just licked you in the face and you just grabbed it by the shoulders. Never do that to me again. <laughs> yes. Never. No, I think I said like, you know, because yeah, would, the dogs would like lick me in the face all the time. I'm like, don't do that again. Even if I'm dying of some terrible Never. disease and the only cure is dogs, even then don't, don't lick me. ever lick <laughs> And the dog's just like, huh? Well, and those are, I can't master. Those were some just country. knucklehead country ass dogs. Yeah, like they're, they were cute though. Like, I love them. Like literally eating shit before they licked me in the face. It's cool. It's yeah. fine. Well, we're gonna go through. I would say a dozen or so. And of course, if we miss any, please let me know. These are just the ones that I think are the best. And just just to, just to get us off on the right track, I got to go back to Papa Bear because that one always cracks me up the most. Mm. It's short, <clears throat> sweet, and I forget that Bill O'Reilly. Once not only thought he won, but was in contention for a Peabody Award, <laughs> not from his award-winning work on the O'Reilly Factor, which he eventually got kicked off of for harassment, mm. uh, leading it, to yeah, Tucker Carlson also, taking over his top spot. If you want to know what white privilege is, 
look at Tucker Carlson. He's a guy with seven canceled shows who inherited the primus, the prime <laughs> real estate of eight o'clock on Fox News for doing nothing right. Yeah. I also like to appreciate the fact that um, Bill O'Reilly apparently does not know what a falafel is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. But that's the thing. Thinks it's that, a that makes this, this clip. He's being such a fucking baby that he claimed, that's not a word. I'm like, that's clearly a word. And if you work in entertainment at all, you should know play us out, which he does not. And not, he doesn't admit to like, I'm frustrated. I couldn't see that. That came out wrong. It's everyone else's fault, and the English language no longer makes sense. That that is his defense of all this. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting. Yeah. Okay, but okay. now I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. Okay. Right. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To what is that? There, dude. He grew up watching shows with nothing but bands in them. Yeah. How does he not know what playing us out? Instead, it's like there are no words. I see nothing. What a fucking baby. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, just I don't want to say discount the sexual harassment, but how terrible without that it would be to work for this man. Ugh. Like th- those aren't even words. I've never yeah. heard them before. Like you have, Bill. You just fucked up for a second. Yeah. Relax. Do another take. That's it's not a big deal. We have see all these guys. These guys edit. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. So mm-hmm. you can say this sentence over again. And say, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> those aren't words. That's not a phrase that exists. Play us out. To play us out. It's, it's Sting is going to do. It's a video. Sting video. What okay. is for credits? I don't know what that means. To play us out. What does that mean? <laughs> To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> what a fucking baby. Yeah. Okay. What a fucking baby. He, so a lot of these do have like a video component that you should definitely oh, check yes. out because he is serving me so much scary dad energy like you know like a neighbor's dad who like maybe had too many beers mm-hmm. on saturday and he's got some real scary anger like yeah. and he looks like it, it's just it's some scary dad energy right there i better let his kid win or he might slap me in front of yeah. the entire barbecue he's got, like a, a little league <laughs> si- bad situation happening i feel like yeah uh and one of the things that's hilarious about bill o'reilly is that before we ever found out that uh al franken was mr creepy hands mm-hmm. like back in the aughts like so- they had this huge feud, and I loved listening to Al Franken um, or reading about his just assassination of Bill O'Reilly. The secret, and I, I proposed this to Laser Time members, and they've all said we shouldn't do that. I disappear into clips of Bill O'Reilly freaking out all the time mm-hmm. because he would go like look up book TV on C-SPAN. Their oh, show about yeah. books were yeah. both. Al Franken is there promoting lies and the lying liars, which is all about Bill <laughs> yes, O'Reilly. Yes, yes, it is, and it's hilarious. And, like, and he just makes himself look like a fucking asshole repeatedly. <laughs> Listen to his interview with Terry Gross. Did you ask Al Franken these questions? Like, Al Franken's a comedian. You claim to be a 
truthful, important person telling people the way things ought yeah. to run. Uh, you're kind of dip- fuck it, and he just rips his microphone I, out and runs out on Terry Gross. I heard Gross. that when it aired. I was like, did so that just funny. fucking happen? Yes. Did you run it on Shit. Terry Gross? Terry yeah. Gross? Yes. It's like, did you do this to Stuart Smalley? You fucking did you? He's like rips his shit off and like tears ass out. Just like, but and like, just presents like, himself as like you don't belong on television, <laughs> talking people, letting them enjoy their night. This is who you are, and it's awful. Yeah, you should contain all of this, and he never does. So I disappear in clips like that because he, you see him like he'll yell at John Stewart or Stephen Colbert, and he's like. This doesn't look good for me. I must calm down, but he can't help himself. Right. He's and so filled with rage. When he has that, that's right. Like some of these clips, like you could feel something was probably building here over mm-hmm. the course of the day. Mm-hmm. This dude has a hair trigger. Like he is always ready to do this, which that kind of energy is the worst. Like we're, when we're, you meet someone like that in real life, it's like that is a person I do not want to be I around. I haven't seen in a while because it's like, it's almost cliche to talk about how shitty Fox News is, but like, we had, I remember we had that documentary out Fox and there's this collection of clips of him like, shut up and like, turn his mic off. Yeah. And he, that was what he would do. If he didn't disagree with you, he wouldn't yell at you, but he would. You'd see the light go out in whatever room <laughs> right. they're in they shut his mic off and he wouldn't have to talk to them. So when that, he doesn't have that ability, mm-hmm. yelling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just raw yelling. So and yelling. being like a hothead like that, you can just, it makes... Every accusation against him for all of his shit seems just so believable. Your yes. total yeah. lack of patience. Can you believe yeah. how he would respond to some? Why won't you go on a date? It's just one fucking date. Right. It's yeah. just one date. Oh god. And 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 just like if yeah, I get a lot a lot of relaxation from the YouTube headline Bill O'Reilly shut down because mm-hmm. like anything that challenges him or something he can't respond to. Just more yelling. Yeah. Always, always yelling. It's not just Jon Stewart. It's fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. It's everybody. Yeah, and I, I think uh, from Al Franken's book, I, be, I mean, it's been like fucking almost mm-hmm. 20 years ago uh, since I've read it, but mm-hmm. I think he revealed that uh, it, Bill O'Reilly has written at least one, like I think like erotic thriller yeah. sort of novel. Oh, he's written <laughs> sex scenes. It's like, so disgusting. Yeah. When you read oh them. my God. Yeah. He's in this killing period now, which we'll call it when we talk right. about him like Picasso in a few years. Sure, sure. Killing Lincoln. He's killing, killing Kennedy. all of the... Persons Whereas, who have already been killed. Yeah, and also killing the author credit of the three people credited beneath his giant yeah. name on a book who clearly did more of the writing than he did. Uh, but hopefully hopefully that gets shut down. But he he is constantly yelling, and I thought just in a, as a matter of fairness, this is not even a freak out. We'll discuss that a little. Uh, I guess ladies don't freak out on television in front I of camera. I truly tried to find some lady like mm-hmm. clips of women freaking out, and I could not find any mm-hmm. good ones, really. Yeah, which is so bizarre, too, because on reality TV, women throw down and lose their shit all the time. Right. It's weird that but you don't I know, see but celebrities But I know they that. think that's their job. It's, but like, there's a performative aspect yes, to that, for their, sure. Their job is to get fired up on camera. Whereas yeah. if you're doing an interview like this, like, no, I need to preserve myself as cool and someone people might well, want to buy something from. It's just male privilege. Like if a, a little woman bit maybe. if a woman is known for being difficult, she doesn't get to work. But it is she also get hired. It is also when I do see a woman freaking out, it does remind me of my mom freaking out, mm-hmm. which was always a little scarier than my dad because uh, yeah, all he had to do was like that. drop something. God damn it, shit. And like <laughs> just dad being dad. Yeah. When mom freaks out, I'm in a lot of trouble. Mm. So I, I don't want to be in the blast radius. Yeah. So uh but this is the closest I could get to ladies freaking out at Bill O'Reilly Ooh. on the view. Uh, every, oh. for, for some reason they would have Bill O'Reilly on the view <laughs> and uh, not only does Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg I th- they don't I don't want to call this a freak out but I think this is what would happen to not just women but today with normal people instead of freaking out uh, 
Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> who do you think Bill O'Reilly blames for 9 11? Uh, a, uh, Saudi Arabians, B, extremists, nope. C, all Muslims ever. Oh, okay. obviously C. <laughs> this is a few years ago. 70% of Americans don't want that mosque down there, Where's so don't give poll? me the we do. I want to see that You want to bet on that? You want to bet? I'll show you that poll in a minute. Muslims didn't kill us on 9-11? Is that what you said? Excuse me, extremists. What religion were they in? What religion was what they are. Mr. McVeigh? Mr. McVeigh was an extremist as well. And he killed people. 70% of the country. I don't want to sit here. Oh you, my yeah. gee. When you that suck is so much, you make Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg just like walk off yeah, the set. The nope. part where we lost audio for a second is just Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg <laughs> shouting, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. Uh, yeah. Love it. And that's, that does come across as a particularly unnuanced point nearly 10 years later, because mm. this is like a 10-year-old clip. Uh, but, you know, Papa Bear only thought there was must have been some system of demerits for the Muslims. They did 9-11, therefore Muslims should receive some punishment. Yeah. What a fucking idiotic thing to say! And that how, that's how he made his money and his job, and that's why people listen to him. And I, I, I can't believe there's still people who think like that. Mm, mm, <laughs> just, mm. I just have to say that I love Joy Behar so much, because I cannot separate seeing her from... Who who did her on SNL so well? Was it Fred Armisen? What? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But so we're just like, so what? So so what? And she's like, oh, she's so good. I love her. Uh, and poor poor Joy Behar because like I still see her in the news every day, like having some shitty situation to have to deal with on the fucking View. Because at least the Whoopi Goldberg comes and goes, and like, but yeah. she's always there, like just taking her lumps. How do you watch the View? Does it come on at like three in the afternoon or something? Yeah, I think yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to be a housewife, but Sam and I both work from home, and Sarah doesn't. Yeah, but I never just like, <laughs> put it on the TV. I have yeah. a friend who I think like DVRs and watches it every single day. And, I get, and dude, it is it is a fucking podcast. That's true. With a with way more commercial breaks. That's true. It, it, that's all it is. Yeah. The morning podcast, here's what happened in the news, and we're going to talk about it. We didn't read that article that we're going <laughs> to mention. We don't know anything about it. We didn't do any we're further right research. At, we did a headline. But how does this make you feel? Yeah. And that's what the view is. Yeah. Uh, but with that, I'm going to let a Bill O'Reilly remix take us into a short break. When we get back, it is nothing but wall-to-wall celebs freaking out. Stay right there. Fuck it. I've never seen that. Fucking thing sucks. There's no words there. Fuck it. Are you like me and wonder how do celebrities get their teeth so white and shiny? Well, I know that I upped my toothbrushing game. I once I switched to an electric toothbrush, and you can too, just by going to tryquip.com slash laser time and you'll save 10 bucks on a replacement set of brush heads. See, the truth is, and I can admit to this, most of us have been brushing our teeth wrong. We're either brushing for not long enough, we forget to change our brush heads on time. And a lot of brands out there that focus on selling you gimmicks rather than better brushing, but that's not what Quip does, baby. 
These Quip electric toothbrushes are all about the health over hype, and they're a hell of a lot cheaper than what you'll find in stores, starting at just 25 bucks. These Quip brushes have a built-in timer that helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Even better, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just for your convenience, and they deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks, including free worldwide shipping. Pretty cool, huh? Quip made Oprah's Olus, yeah. They were named one of Time's Best Inventions, and they are the first subscription electric toothbrush approved by the American Dental Association. Aha! And remember, you can get started with your Quip electric toothbrush at just $25. And if you go to tryquip.com slash laser time, you'll get your first refill pack free. That's right. Save yourself 10 bucks by going to tryquip.com slash laser time. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. There will definitely be spoilers coming, and I got one of the greatest people ever to participate in a, a thought barrage on Endgame. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Baker. Wow, that's that's quite the intro. Greatest people ever, um, dude. But just, you know. but I'm so I have so many questions about the Marvel universe. I've been texting with Brett. He asked me to relay some of his thoughts, but I just wanted to get the, get it out immediately because one, I, I didn't feel Endgame was coming. Again, I'll, we'll keep the spoilers light for the beginning, but you really shouldn't listen to this unless you've seen it. The promotional materials don't tell you a fucking thing about this movie. I love it. It's it's crazy. I've never seen a movie hold so like hold so many cards back in its promotional materials and I wasn't truly excited about the movie because they weren't really showing us what the movie was I think there are about there are over a hundred surprises in this thing that you will not see coming yeah every few minutes and you know the the, the plot goes places that you know even if you know the comics there might be like things where you think something's going to happen because you know the comics and then it doesn't above all else though it's just a good movie right. that is uh you know kind of the perfect way to cap this whole 11 year journey we've all been on. right get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time Goddamn motherfuckers better listen up to this. <laughs> We're talking about celebrities freaking out, and I'm doing fucking Paul Giamatti. <laughs> fucking private voice. You goddamn motherfuckers. Oh my God, <laughs> never I gets love old. That voice. You goddamn motherfuckers. You goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> you goddamn, it makes me laugh so much. So I how about this? I wanted to burn off a couple um audio only ones. The okay. rest of these you should make it a point if you if you care to look them up on YouTube because when there's a video component of someone freaking out it's really funny it and funny. we'll be watching the video clips so we might reference something visual yeah. these have no visual components I of course would not be a laser time show if we didn't play this once a year Orson Welles getting drunk and complaining about his VO for his commercial work Orson Welles is the genius filmmaker behind Citizen Kane who made money any way he could for the rest of his life mostly acting in a lot of weird commercial work 
please watch the video of him dr- his drunken outtakes for a champagne commercial he's getting hammered ah, French. it's so fucking funny and then watch James Adomian's like timely parody of yes. that 40 years later where he's it's so good drunk Orkin. I remember drunk Orson Welles was a fucking uh, community member for talk radar or video game show because how much we love this clip mm-hmm. but uh, he he doesn't he's not freaking out but in this in this clip in particular he just hates his dialogue where he's talking about oh, yeah. the frozen peas that grow <laughs> every July <laughs> filled with green penis. Like that's that's from the critic, but like it's Yes, always. I'm always past that. Yes. Well that's about where I say in July. You emphasize a bit in in July. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Sorry. There's no known way of saying an English sentence in which you begin a sentence with in and emphasize it. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you, uh, we talked about that before. There's an episode of Anim Aniacs. Maurice LaMarche does the brain, Pinky and the Brain, as Orson Welles. And they just do this dialogue verbatim of him complaining in a studio about how the the copy sucks and instead of saying go down on you he's like show me someone and I'll eat cheese with you (laughs) but like I'm like 14 years old I have no idea what this is but it's just this back before we had the internet you'd circulate tapes there's that awesome Mr. Show sketch about like uh, just say no shit for your underground tape club (laughs) train hits dumbass but but these are things that people would have to like circulate on cassettes and VHS's and that's how you would enjoy these lovely things yes god his voice is so recognizable too do you remember that he uh, narrated that um, cartoon short uh, that we'd have to see as a kid a lot Ricky Ricky Tavi yeah Yeah. Ricky Dicky Tavi Bugs Bunny superstar and he's the voice of Unicron in the Transformers the movie from 1986 God, where he famously said in an interview I play a toy who eats other toys <laughs> <laughs> his final cinematic role in Transformers Ooh. the movie Orson Welles one of my favorite human beings ever uh, what Casey Kasem Casey Kasem and it's just like I sort of grew up with Casey Kasem on the radio uh, every Sunday he would count down the top Mm-hmm. 40 Dang, or something yeah. like that and you could yep. just it wasn't something like you wouldn't hear him a lot but it, he'd host essentially like five hours worth of music Yeah, and this is a wonderful clip of him complaining having to come out of an up-tempo record a very peppy song I, I did I, I tried to look a little bit what song was he coming out of mm. so then that was uh <laughs> That was that thing you do by the own eaters. <laughs> and now we have a dedication to a dead dog. He's like, <laughs> never make and so he's freaking out. Like, I shouldn't have to do that. We can't come out of an up-tempo song to do a dedication to a dead dog. We're up to our long distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio. And here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play- okay, okay. so Casey Casey, I also have to say, like, because all the kids love Shaggy memes now... He's the voice of Shaggy on Scooby. Oh, oh Scooby! Yeah, that's right. I always forget about that. Yeah, he made he, he after he was like his six hundredth performance. He's like, yeah, I think Shaggy should be a vegetarian like me from here on out. <laughs> so Shaggy to this day is canonically. 
vegetarian. Wow. And, and, but uh, he seemed, he's such a kind dude. Oh, man. Do you remember like his last days where people were like, fighting over his custody yes. and he was missing? That was very sad. So again, most of these people are dead. That's what, the only reason we're making fun of them. Uh, but he eventually starts to flip out over the idea of having to do something so somber after a peppy song. Tempo goddamn number. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. <laughs> now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a god, last goddamn time I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying. <laughs> You this goddamn is... motherfuckers. Goddamn. I want someone fired for the record you chose to be in the top ten. Casey, we don't choose what record. Oh, God. I just like I the build is really good on this yeah. one. Like it just it's just he's starting to think about it more and more, and he's just getting angrier and angrier. It's like I, I building and totally I totally flipped out over less shit, but you see still should have like an invisible assistant, like some like you should be this mad over this. You're right. I'm sorry, everyone. I blew up on everyone. Mm-hmm. I'd like to dedicate this next song to my tireless cast and crew. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> but my favorite one, and I'm, uh, what's his name? Ernie Anderson. He's actually the father of Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. And you'll hear it, Sarah, because Brett was obsessed with it on 302010. Mm-hmm. I think on ABC, he's the guy that, like, Friday, Friday, mm-hmm. Friday. This Friday coming up, Balky thinks he's an alien instead of <laughs> an illegal alien. <laughs> I'm sure I'll recognize it when I hear it. Uh, and he has 10 whole minutes of him freaking out and fucking up and cursing in <laughs> just an unmistakable voice if you grew up as a kid mm-hmm. in the 80s. Because he was all, he was also, uh, yeah, hang on, let me play this clip. And you'll meet our special guest, Rocket Paul's tits. And you'll meet our special guest, oh, fuck. There's no special guest. He's just a guest. Fuck him. Well. <laughs> so, and it's, this is much sweeter, but uh, it's, his voice is so announcery. That's yes. It makes yeah. every curse word he says so much fun. And if you were a kid of the 80s, he did most of the promos on ABC, but he's also yeah. the voice of a... Uh, I don't think America's Funniest Home Videos, but America's Funniest People, the hmm. show Dave Coulier and Daisy mm-hmm. Fuentes hosted afterwards. Yeah, it's it's like, almost the same thing. He's oh, like yeah. the La Fontaine of like the TV <laughs> yeah, announcements. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he was also a horror host for uh, like you know, yeah, yeah, like one of their Joe Bob Briggs for that station back in the day. Hey, hey, there's cash in them their videos, so get them in now, cocksucker. Not a prayer. Your funny bone will snap, <laughs> crackle, and pop to the music. Ah, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that doesn't even count as a meltdown. He yeah. sounds so like joyous about I it. Know. I know it's it's just like the smoothest uh, the smoothest cigarette of, of a curse word you can <laughs> possibly take a drag of. Yeah. I love this guy. Cocksucker. My fault. Shit balls. I know better, which is pin the ass. Okay, here we go. Go 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 go. Fuck it. Obviously, fuck it. Fuck it. Obviously, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Obviously, fuck it. I stubbed my fucking toe. Yeah. No, it's my fault. Relax. <laughs> he usually apologizes to everyone in the background. At some point, there's like salt and pepper playing in the background. Like, Who's got to push it? Push it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of radio ones I'm missing. I, I did do a little search for Mel Blank. I wanted to see him. It's kind of an immaculate radio voice guy from the Jack Benny show and the voice of like every Looney Tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to have 
some fantastic clips of him freaking out. So if you have those, please send them to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we want to hear? Did you did I want did you want to hear the the one woman I could see like doing sure. legit freak out? Yeah. And it's not it's not a legit freak out. It's just a shitty line of questioning mm-hmm. from a host on CNN to Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, she's telling her, I don't know, how do you feel about it? Are you are your questions and observations on people's dresses too harsh? She's like, what? Mm-hmm. Who cares? These are millionaires and dress. What? This is fuck this. Of course, I can say this. I'm a comedian. This is what I do. She thinks her line of humor, Joan Rivers' line of humor, is too offensive. Mm. And I think if you criticize Joan Rivers, uh, I hope, I wish you were dead instead of her. So, so <laughs> I really like Joan Rivers. I Me always too. thought she was fucking hilarious. Big, yeah, I and, loved her too, and I got to see her when she came to Tallahassee, like uh, before she died, and it was she was great. She was super sharp. It was awesome. Oh, her face freaked me out. But uh, uh, yeah. but uh, the, everything else, like she was so quick, mm-hmm. uh, and she, even in this interview, shutting this person down mm-hmm. is absolutely wonderful. And it's such a it's such a, like a fucking pearl clutching criticism <laughs> that like uh, I laugh. I'm I got a bigger laugh out of the questions this woman is asking. Joan Rivers, one of our greatest greatest comedians. Uh huh. You know, when you're in that kind of a bracket, you don't really care. Yeah, you're not Someone really worried like about feelings being hurt. Well, not when it's about dresses. It's not about them. It's about mm-hmm. clothing. Okay. Well, what about when it is about something, you know, that really does seem off limits to a lot of people? I mean, even in your book, you kind of joke about the death of Casey Anthony's baby, <laughs> Princess Diana surviving so many landmines and who oh she God. dated. I mean, do right. you feel like there are boundaries ever, or, you know, even if it Let makes people uncomfortable you. or offend people or what? Life is very tough. And if you can make a joke to make something easier mm. and funny do it done do it that's all what yeah. darlene i don't know what your life has been like <laughs> but i have a lot of people who have gone through hell and if you can make winston churchill said if you make someone laugh you give them a little vacation <laughs> and maybe you take the worst thing in the world and make it funny it's a vacation from a for a minute from horror and she, and she but this is like she's really after joan rivers yeah yeah. She, and, and, and Calm she, down, lady. What do you think you're going to take down Joan Rivers? Yeah. Like, she, she starts, I don't even know who that lady is. I don't either. But this is a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, is, is there more to this clip? Yes. Oh, okay. Because well. she tries to go at her for like, but you call yourself an activist and you're wearing fur. I'm like, dude, relax on this old lady. What the fuck is your problem? She's a legend. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Yeah. Like, uh, that she's out there bothering even to pretend to be an a- activist. It's just, it gets so ridiculous. And she eventually just walks out on the interview. Yeah. Interview is becoming a defensive interview. No! Uh, are you wearing leather shoes? Yeah! Then shut no, up. I'm talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to hear. You're wearing fur. You're I'm, wearing leather shoes. I'm not shoes. an activist. You're, but eating, I'm saying you're eating chicken. Yeah. You're eating meat. I don't want to hear this nonsense. Come to me with a paper belt and I'll talk to you. <laughs> but you did hear it in some of those press conferences. There were people who were upset, and you're just saying, no, what? Uh, you know, I'm going. I really am going because all you have done is negative. No. All you have done is negative. I haven't heard that. I made people laugh for 50 years. I am put on earth to make people laugh. My book is funny. I wear fur that was killed 15 years ago. I work for animal rights. Stop it with, and you do this, and you're me. And you're that. You are not the one to interview a person who does humor. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. That's so great. You know, uh, and uh, Trump always like 
um, slags off CNN, but there is something seriously wrong with that channel. So yeah, like, there really is, yeah. and it's been that way shit since like the aughts. That at that least. was the mandate. Like, Joan Rivers is here to plug her book. Let's get her. But, like what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's no one's mad at Joan Rivers. Right. She's a comedian. She says silly things. Yeah. Uh, and then it also that that shit reeked of when like I was a vegetarian and some asshole at the fucking dinner table. But you got leather shoes, don't you? I'm like so I can't care about one th- I, one thing. Yeah. I care about yeah. everything. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Quit trying to justify your lack of compassion by finding hypocrisies in me. Right. Suck a dick. So right. that, that 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 ticks a little personal box for Chris Antista. I know. Yeah. And if CNN was like a person and you would talk to him like I I just think that you make bad decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something wrong with that network. That's what like. Yeah, just that, like that Kellyanne Conway is on there all the time like what purpose does this serve yeah this is you're not going to get any answer out of this woman and it's it's hurting all of us to have to watch this yeah stop it yeah stop it where's john stewart to tell him it's wrong yeah uh, probably the next election you will be able to watch the election results through vr or some shit i mean they're always oh doing some weird shit like that <laughs> i did like this i had another one this is doesn't count as a freak out either but it's it was it's because it's too polite mm. it's the most polite freak out from one of the greatest human beings in the world right now robert downey jr so uh, what is it? The Channel 4's, here's a history of this, Channel 4's Krishnan Guru Murthy. Okay. That's like the most British Indian name I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. Always like gets like these cushy celebrity interviews and then goes for real gotcha horse shit. So he's like promoting Iron Man. He's like, I am an interesting, interesting. You were in prison. And Robert, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. like, look at him now like, you you hear you kind of like see like Chris Evans bristle at the idea. I'm tired of being Captain America and doing all this press. Whereas you see Robert Downey Jr. just photo ops with him dressed as Tony Stark in front of children with his arms out. Like yeah. let's go nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's having the best time. He's doing the best shit. He's supporting the best causes in the face of Iron Man. If you if you're our age, you remember Robert Downey Jr. had a rough couple of years where it looked yes. like he might not even fucking survive. Right. I thought he was done. Yeah, yeah, I thought he would. I thought he would never get through that. Well, that like, was like right around maybe a little bit before Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Or yeah, that yes. was like that was yeah. like that or uh, two uh, two guys and a girl were like his him coming out of the swamp of this like mm. years of addiction and mm-hmm. horrible behavior. Uh, and it just, it's so, it's so long ago, I don't even associate with him anymore. But I know, we were, I totally forget about that. Yeah, I thought he was going to go to the way of like Andy Dick or something. Right. <laughs> but, he, but even when you see him like in at Comic-Con or an interview, he's like the most, he's like the Robin Williams or Burt Reynolds of our era. He'll come out, throw a bunch of fun shit into the crowd, do silly shit, always is dressed weird and fun. Yeah. And, and this guy's hitting him with like, so you were on drugs. He's like... I want kids to watch this. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? He has this great line in there. Like, uh, let me see if it's in this clip. Again, not a freak out. And, and um, what do you think of the obvious parallels being made between you and Iron Man? Um, at this point, it's natural. But, I, you know, if you'd asked me in the first Iron Man, I'd be like, that's me. And now I'm realizing I've realized that, uh, well, it's, of course it's not, you know. Um, I'm not saying that I'm I'm such a fantasist that I felt like I was Tony Stark, but I felt like it was my persona. But none of us are our personas. But he's becoming a much more likable character as well, isn't he? I suppose a better so. Better man. Yeah, he's becoming a better guy. Uh, you know, in a way that you are as well. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I'd really like to I'd really like to ask you about a quote you gave to the New York Times, um, and. I don't want to pry, so if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But what you said to the New York Times once was, it was about, it was after your incarceration, and you said, 
you can't go from a $2,000 a night hotel suite to a penitentiary and understand it and come out a liberal. And I just wondered what you meant by that. Well, the funny thing is, and, and I appreciate your, your point of view, things that you said five, seven years ago or things you said in an interview that made sense to you at the time, I could pick that I could pick that apart for two hours and be, be no closer to the truth than I'd be giving you some half-assed answer right now. Um, I, I couldn't even really tell you what a liberal is. So therein lies the answer to your question. The, the statement sort of stands by itself, doesn't it? I mean, d does that mean you're, you're not a liberal or that you came out of prison not being a liberal? Um, are we promoting a movie? To me, the thing is... <laughs> Yeah, when he starts in, like, I want to repeat a quote from you. Like, Robert Downey Jr. starts looking around, like, uh, could where, someone intervene here? Yeah, like, like where is this shit good. going? Yeah. So yeah. He, he looks strangely like uh, Alan Cumming there. He does. <laughs> yeah. He really is aging into Alan Cumming. That's, why, that's <laughs> why you always see him now with facial hair and sunglasses yeah. in every interview he does. And it's, it's again, it's the opposite of the freak out, just because he, like, looks his assistant and says one word. Then let me just ask you a few more questions and you can answer them if you want to and not if you don't want to. Um, well, I think we've got two, three more minutes on our, on our, on our agreement. Your foot's I mean, starting to jump a little bit. You better get to your next question. <laughs> oh, shit. You, um, the reason I'm asking about the past is that you, you've talked in other interviews again about... Um, your relationship with your father and the role of all of that in uh, you know, the dark periods you entered and, and taking drugs and drinking and all of that. And I just wondered whether you, know, you, you, you think you're free of all of that or whether that's still something... I'm sorry, I, I really don't. Uh, uh, what are we doing? I, I, well, I'm just asking questions. That's all. Right. Okay. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a visual component one. You can see the light in his eyes. Like his eyes just turn into. It's, it's not that I don't think he has to answer for any of. I would love to hear what Robert Downey Jr. has to say about his sure. dark, the darkness in his past and his feelings about his father. But if. This is an interview for a Marvel movie. Right. This is like a junket, the right? It's yeah, like a, a junket, junket for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Like, maybe now's not the time. Like, get an right. Maybe you'll get a spoiler out of him or some shit like that. Uh, but, like, I, I would, I, again, I would love to hear about all that shit, how to overcome, because that's I know that's important to people in recovery and all that shit. But, I'm yeah, curious. that's like what you do on your, like, bio interview on 60 Minutes or something. Yeah, exactly. Like better, yeah. If I knew a exactly. friend went through that, instead of, like, greasing up the conversation a little bit, just sat down, like, What's it like to be at a prison? Right. Like, no, no, like, we'll get a couple drinks in him and then we'll talk later when there's less people around and mm -hmm. maybe it'll be cool. He knows this is the context of what we right. want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But he was just here to promote his fucking movie. This guy also did the same thing to Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Um, and I do have one of Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Because Quentin Tarantino belongs in his own file of interviews because especially in audio, you don't know whether he's freaking out or just being Quentin Tarantino. Uh. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Like, and God forbid you watch that one of him on BET where he just goes full black scent. It's oh, fucking, no, it's no. real bad. I think I'd have to avoid that. I might die has, of like awkwardness. <laughs> he's a man I love and he's a man who I think his, his work record is pretty immaculate, but he sucks to be interviewed by conventional people. Yeah. And uh, my own... Uh, my own Cron 4 from San Francisco, there was a terrible interview that this woman, she, 
his, he was like, I think, satellite remoted in, but she goes off on this huge rant about how his violence in movies are making children more violent. He's not hearing any of this. Like, And then now I'm going to talk to Quentin about my problems. Hi, did you like my movie? And she, and she just like slam hits him with this stuff and he keeps a good attitude, but that dude has freaked out in more interviews and uh, gone crazier. But this is the one I, I particularly like. Um, it's it's with Cron 4, which I think was almost out of, so out of business when what I volunteered. What is that, channel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Across the Mississippi, uh, your 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 news channels and radio stations become caves. Right, and right, they, right, they got Cron, right. which is a fucking great name, especially yes. if you have like a weather machine, a <laughs> Cron Doppler. I'm like, holy yeah. shit! I want to just lay meals in front of the thing and pray to it. That's that's the robot master I will eventually serve. Cron four, but I think they were almost out of business that, that when I did when I volunteered for the uh, Clinton campaign. Spoiler, uh, we're we're all lefties <laughs> here. I was in the hollowed out guts of this former news mm. giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is an interview for Kill Bill. Oh, boy. And this woman has a problem with on-screen violence, which at this point, we're not living in like a giant streaming world. It's very easy to make your household free of on-screen yeah. violence. Mm-hmm. Just use um, your beach chips. Just <laughs> <laughs> wow, I have not thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Just use your beach chips. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, she she's like my goal here to talk. Quentin Tarantino talking to us about Kill Bill, one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm going to grill him about violence in media, mm-hmm. and he he's not ready for it. Area, but one of the things you said recently is this true? Or were you misquoted that children should see Kill Bill, advising kids to see it? Did you actually say that, or is that a misquote, Quentin? No, no, no. I, it's like uh, uh, if if it's an R-rated movie, if their parents will take them to go see it, they'll have a blast. I actually think from 12 up. All right, you know, is a really good audience that they will love Kill Bill. Girls will love it because they'll be empowered by it. How are they uh, empowered exactly? They'll go home. Uh-huh. Put a, put Quentin, uh, on their wall and stuff. Quentin, Eric's gonna take him to see it, but if you're uh-huh. cool parents, yeah. you will do it. Uh, cool parents, really. Quentin, would you say this movie teaches girls to be empowered by being violent and vicious, just like boys in the movie? Would you uh, say it, that's the it empowerment? Teaches, it, 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 it empowers women by it empowers girls mm-hmm. by the fact that Uma Thurman is a female warrior. She's a uh-huh. female avenger. Right. right? This is all so cringeworthy. Ooh. He's not freaking out yet, but you can see what he's up against. This lady really Which- Mm. By the way, they're showing the most violent parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the news. While the they're talking, like yeah. on the news, fucking go-go the swinging around. Yeah, in, is he in wearing, color. Is mm. he wearing a hockey jersey? What is that? <laughs> is he Kevin Smithing right <laughs> I now? I think so. He's Kevin Smithing. Okay. He must have been in his chunky period. A hockey yeah. jersey makes fat men look great. <laughs> Apparently, uh, but like uh, eventually, it, go, it all goes sour. Eventually, because he's he like he's in. A very polite mode, and I don't think yeah. he, he was expecting to be like ransacked by this from San Francisco, like this right. fucking liberal artistic mecca complaining about right. the level of on-screen violence. But, but both of the outfits in this, by the way, are kind of amazing. Yeah. Like and, this lady that's yelling at him is wearing a I weird know. hat and a vest. Yeah, she, it mean, looks like she went through some kind of therapy. That that she, her hair is gone. Yeah, fair. she looks like she should have her own. Info the clothing show. choices are. A, a, and are I thought it was Joy Behar until I saw it. <laughs> And not, not and not that I don't find it cringeworthy for Tarantino or maybe any male director to talk about lady empowerment. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Like the idea of like if you're making a movie on the idea of a, a, a girl coming out of a film, like and yeah, I want that lady ninja on a poster on my wall. Yeah. That's dope. I don't know. And also, the bad guys are also lady ninjas too. Yeah. So that's fun too. Kill Bill is a fucking wonderful film that gets yeah. better over the years. 
Revenge is okay. messy. It never works out the way you want it to. Why the Unfortunately, that's the story of revenge. Revenge is okay. messy. It never works out the way you want it to. Why the need for so much gruesome graphic violence? Why not let us imagine Because it's a little so it? much fun, Jan. Really? Get it? Oh, really? Okay, I'd like to see you walk down the street and get attacked by some kids who've just seen your oh, movie. Oh, but you saw me. See, Jan, you're all messed up okay. because you're talking about real life. Oh, and I'm I see. Talking and kids about are 12. You gotta kids get it straight. Now, if you want to talk about the movies, we'll talk about the movies. Okay, and kids are 12 about real life, tell we'll talk about real life. Kids at 12 can tell the difference. You tell their parents that, Quentin. Hey, I, I saw movies sweetheart. when I was a kid, all right? I saw the all the movies that I'm basing yes, my movies on are the movies I saw as a kid. And yes, mm -hmm. kids go to a movie theater. They can tell the difference. Maybe you couldn't when you were a kid, but I could. Okay, honey. Well, get in the hook. You're doing well, obviously. You're laughing all the way to the bank. And I know some people love I'm having a great time making a terrific movie that people are having fun seeing. Maybe not you, but you know what, Jan? I don't think I made it for you. <laughs> oh, she seems fun. She really does. <laughs> you know, I, we got to have her over for cocktails. <laughs> Tell me what else on my shelf you think is bad for everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, we, we, we go through a ton of these controversies on 302010. We're just talking about Columbine. I don't remember Tarantino movies ever being blamed, not by the media, not by school shooters. Like, They've never been blamed for anything, really, other than making a lot of bad movies in the late 90s, the people following in Tarantino's oh, yes, footsteps. Yes, yes. a lot of uh, what if a hitman worked in a grocery store kind of mm -hmm, horse shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, like, I don't remember that happening. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I think if you think about somebody like Michael Bay, people should be killing themselves like left and right, you know? <laughs> the body count in his movies are way higher. Yeah. yeah. Way higher yeah. And, and way less empathetic and like oh what was that marine story when he was eaten by the robot right right <laughs> it's like was that building that just exploded mm -hmm. populated with people <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh. yeah it's fucking ridiculous and i oh no i couldn't get it that was a bad clip it was it was a tarantino a fake freak out that i've always wanted to play in a podcast but the mm. clip sucked because like remember when dust till dawn came out and like him and George Clooney were everywhere. Like these guys mm -hmm. look like best friends. They're playing brothers in this awesome movie. And I have, they have ne George Clooney loves his guys. If he makes a movie right. with you, he'll make Richard another kind. movie. Richard Kind, they're best friends. <laughs> they are best friends. It's they have never made another movie together. That's true. And 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 then on Dennis Miller Live, which I would watch because I didn't have a lot of friends and stayed home on Friday night. Uh, that I'd, wait, was that the HBO one? The HBO yeah, one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is just. Wonderful and awful and cringeworthy on so mm. many levels. Because Dennis Miller, if you think Bill Maher smug, like Dennis Miller hated his callers. Mm. And there's this awful stage thing like, uh, George Clooney, think Quentin just hired you so you could get some of your excess pussy? This is on HBO and it's live and mm. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? And they bring Tarantino. And he's like, fuck you, you fucking asshole. I get my own pussy all day long. And like, I try to get the clip, but it's so cut up and awful and staged oh, and yeah. wrong and bad. It's the, it's the worst. Uh, but it, some of it is on YouTube. It's just, it's really choppy. Okay. okay. And you can't hear all of it. I, I don't know. I, I prided myself in trying to find it. Let's 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 get to ones that uh, Sarah was championing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we referenced when we first opened up mm -hmm. the Paul Inca mm -hmm. freakout, which is my favorite one um, because I had heard about it. It's like kind of a big moment in pop culture. Like yeah. I think that people. Talk I think it, about. It's, it's legendary with musicians. Yes, because yes, the things because he's, he's not wrong. The things he's yelling about are all the plight of touring musicians. Yes. Why yeah. doesn't everybody have a matching shape? Yeah. It's the 50s. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or, or we're playing music in the style of the 50s and it's 1991. But right. I, don't, uh, I don't know. Paul Anka, a brilliant musician and my favorite music that he made 
is from the wonderful Canadian George and the Christmas Star special. A oh. bunch of non-Christmas songs done in a, a weird space Christmas special. Um, There's just so many lines from this freak out that you can just pull out and use in other parts of your day because he's not like a lot of these are, you know, the fuck it variety where people are just yelling expletives because they're just so overwhelmed and angry. He is like... There's a specificity. Right. (laughs) Like Paul Anka is so articulate about what he's upset about (laughs) and exactly what he's going to do to everyone. It's... It's wonderful. It's a piece of art. <laughs> no, I know. No, but the other guy on the end has a t-shirt. I'm t-shirt? I'm sorry. Didn't I say shirts? Yep. I thought he was covered. You thought, you thought. You thought, you thought eight things tonight. You're on fucking notice, John. Okay? The guys get shirts. Don't make a fucking maniac out of me. The guys get shirts. Do you understand? We're not going to be as strong as our weakest link. The guys get shirts. I had no idea there was a video component to this. Yes. And <laughs> I, I love the guy who is just looking around kind of panicked. Like, uh, are we like all him. doing this? <laughs> he, he looks, there's a guy in the background that looks like he has a plan and he's about to call for someone. I knew you'd say this, Paul. And I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to bring in your <laughs> mother. Like, you guys, you had one job. College shirts. College, <laughs> <Yeah>. college shirts. <laughs> this is disgusting. I'm seeing the whole neck over here. Yeah. I don't know why I'm Paul Anka now. This guy's got a pocket on his shirt. No fucking collars. And this, like, is, <laughs> <laughs> and this is like the longest freak out I think we have. It's pretty long. I'm, we don't need to play the whole part of it, but there's some, there's, there's more, still right? good stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is like football, baseball, like anything else. The guys get shirts. That's just the fucking way it is. What's it going to be, guys? Who are you watching? What is your problem? I'm trying to get to slice like a hammer. I love that. That's I'm on that kind of integrity kick. <laughs> the shortest guy there in the front just looks like, bro, like I just play bass. Uh, Look, yeah. somebody told me to wear a shirt. I wasn't going to wear a shirt at all. But, <laughs> I so. didn't go to Juilliard to study the trombone to have to listen to this <laughs> shit. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a French horn in the video. Yeah. And if you watch the video, there's like a poor asshole like running olives around because they're in the <laughs> yeah. back of a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The other guy two looks... jars, two giant jars of olives. 
The guy on the right looks like he was like about to start playing guitar, but then he got yelled at. Yeah, at one point he like threatens to fire everyone by saying, you know how I do when I slice, I slice like a hammer, which is just perfect. The only one on that stage. Only one! Yeah. Yeah. Are you playing an instrument? Oh, all right. Someone else might be vital to this process, Mr. Anka. Yeah. Um... And the, the the other one that is like super famous and so funny visually is David O. Russell. Oh my god, that, and, it's almost not funny to me, honestly, because yes. it is. It's kind of frightening. I am assuming him and Lily Tomlin were having a bad day because Lily yes. Tomlin is in his movie "Flirting with Disaster," which mm-hmm. is such a fantastic. 90s movie of the type they don't make anymore. It's so good. Okay, it's, and this will be good because I don't think I've ever seen this before and Sarah wouldn't let me watch it earlier. So. Yeah, it's, I wanted your true reaction. Part of the reason that it's funny is they're clearly on a set and he screams in her face and then he'll walk out a fake door and then come in another fake door. <laughs> yeah. Like she, he, he cramers her while screaming that she's a cunt. <laughs> he it, destroys like, a prop. He yes. kicks a prop like in the air, basically. It's, it's, it's incredible yeah. to watch, and, and 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 mean and like, and I'm, I'm so mean. Ooh. And but I've, they've given interviews since then about, or I think Lily Tomlin, I think at least has said like, we're fine now, we're friends. Oh, like she's, it was she's a being bad, ruthless too. Yeah, because yeah, the first part of this clip is her being like in the pretty car? Ru- No, it's okay. like, but it's from the same scene. So yeah, they're just having a really bad time. I think they're okay now, but I have. Oof. I don't think I've ever called a lady the c-word, and definitely I've never done. That. Not I a, have not at this volume. <laughs> but not to their face. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's different. Yeah. Now, now imagine your mouth has come open like an Aphex Twin video, and your arms are out, and you're right in her face, like yeah. God, yeah. like William Shatner yelling it into a mic, into yeah. a little walkie-talkie. All right, it's well, let's amazing. see it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not as. I'm not as brilliant as you. I can't uh, keep up with no, you. No, but we're being very efficient. We're being very efficient. Let's rehearse. You're being impatient. Let's rehearse. I couldn't understand you. No, it's not the first time. Fuck you! I'm just trying to fucking help you. Do you understand me? No, Johnny. I'm being a fucking collaborator. I'm just trying to help you figure out the fucking picture. Hey, bitch. I'm not here to be fucking yelled at. I worked on this fucking thing for three fucking years. Not to have some fucking cunt yell at me in front of the fucking crew. Well, I'm trying to fucking help you, bitch. Figure it out yourself. Well, I have to figure it out. Yeah, fuck yourself. Good. Why don't you fuck, fuck your whole movie? movie. For you. Why don't you fuck your whole movie? Because that's what you're doing. We better get some insurance against the Irony, this is all for the movie I Heart Huckabees, which is about self-care. It's, I know. It's delightful. Dude, he made Bill O'Reilly look like Mr. Manners. Like, uh, that was fucked up. Yeah, fright- <laughs> like, frightening. Like, I mean, at one point the he The clip of Lily Tom in the car, she's being, like, really rude. Yeah. Like, really rude. Obviously she's clearly having a bad day. Yeah. I don't know what she's going through, but, like, those are words you don't say to people unless you're... Mm-hmm. Willing to throw down a gauntlet and mm-hmm. have things escalate to a new level. Emily Tomlin is a tough broad. Yeah, she's like 
He's been in the business for a million years. She's like a fucking movie years. star who does she's like awesome. a one move every five years. So she doesn't have to do anything. Right. Lily she's Tomlin rules. Not trying to say shit about best. Lily Tomlin or yeah. she, she deserved this or anything like that. No. But I, I also it's hard for me to imagine her mean because she's always funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's uh, she's always a delightful persona on screen. And I mean, like during the freakout, he mm-hmm. comes over. She's sitting at a desk, and he does the he does the desk wipe that yeah. usually like after. Be about after to make that, love to her. Yeah, after that fucking, happens, yeah. someone is making love. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, he just wipes the entire desk. It goes flying. I think and it, it hit hits, an assistant. Like an assistant. Yeah. yeah. I think like Jason she was like cowering by the door right, too at the time. Right. It's Jason Schwartzman and Oscar winner Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yes. sorry. Uh, being, be, on the yeah. set, being yeah. hit with this debris. Yeah. And Jason Schwartzman, by the way, is also like sitting across the desk from her, fully reclined, mm-hmm. feet up on the desk does not move during any of it he's just letting it unfold around him maybe he's seen this happen before I well, don't know. maybe it's just that like the only consistent dude that guy uses is like mark Wahlberg. and it's like if you acted that way all the time would mark Wahlberg work with you like it's yeah. he seems like uh, a guy who would like oh, notoriously calm and collected mark yeah. Wahlberg. yeah but it's yeah. Yeah. a bit of a hothead himself <laughs> i think he's not you guys you guys you can't push stuff off the desk you guys yeah maybe should be out this lady in front of the whole crew i don't yeah. know i don't know i don't know but 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 like uh I don't know. Like, I don't. Mark Wahlberg is not. Look, this is a hot take. Not the greatest actor. If imagine if you were going to treat your cast like that, would he repeatedly be in all these movies with him? And like, he seems like the kind of guy who would cause kind of a problem if the director talked to him like that. Maybe he doesn't talk to men like that. I don't fucking know. Some of these, like we kind of talked about before, some of these ones we're playing. This is a regular occurrence for them. Mm -hmm. Some of them seem like they're one offs, and this might have been just a one off freak out long day. Bad situation. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I would like to believe. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. But I, you have the bail, the bail one here, Oof. which is like I laugh at it, and I'm like, man, Christian Bale, you fucked up. This has got to be like the most famous one. I think it is. Well, that and the Bill O'Reilly, I think, are yeah, the two most true. famous ones. Christian but Bale, this one's the most famous modern I'll, one. I'll tell you what movie he's on the set of later on because that mm-hmm. gives me a lot of sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is him freaking out at a light. Is it Shane the lighting guy? Because remember, we were doing a podcast <laughs> yeah. at the time with my buddy Shane, so I had all these, shut the fuck up, Shane! <laughs> <laughs> but but like, but like more than anything, like Christian Bale is pretty selective with what he does, and mm-hmm. you realize... You don't. You may not know what he actually sounds like. Oh yeah, that's the interesting mm-hmm. part about this mm-hmm. too. Because the last couple of movies he's in are all David Russell movies, mm-hmm. and he's always playing an American. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, in Vice, like I, I don't remember what I don't know what Christian Bale sounds like. I mean, the only movie I can think of off the top of my head where he probably uses real voice, he's like a kid, like Empire yeah, of the Sun right. or something. Empire of the Sun. Cadillac of the sky. <laughs> Kick your fucking ass! I want you off the fucking set, you prick! Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. What the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No. No. Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, da-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Give me a fucking answer. What don't you get about it? Ooh, it's so mean. I know. Wasn't there a video of this when it broke? I, thought I don't I know that there was video. So. Really? Yeah, maybe. I but it also, happened. like, it, it landed in... 
with an article about him like maybe assaulting his mother and like leading right. Creeds. I forgot about that. I think that got thrown out and that was maybe a misunderstanding of their yeah. family. Let's let them deal with it. But because other than that, uh, I haven't done a lot of acting, but I've done a lot of uh, like takes. I do podcasts and sure. like when I come home for Christmas and my mom's like, do you want breakfast? No, I'm okay. I have to edit this show. And then I'm just editing and editing. Like someone screaming at me, and then eventually I will explode. Like, stop! Stop! I am in the middle of something. Can you imagine what it would be like if I came behind you and screamed? Even nice request screamed at the top of your lungs when you were doing your job. Like, that would suck. And I also am not an actor. I don't have to be emotionally involved, and I don't have to sell Mick G's Terminator Salvation. Ooh, there have been a lot of bad Terminator movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is one of the worst. Yeah. It's no Terminator Genesis, but it is really up yeah. there. It I specifically sucks. avoided this movie. I've it never seen it. It fucking sucks. It's, it's so bad, no one remembers it. Mm-hmm. No one remembers to even complain about how bad it is because it's so bad. I always forget it exists. It's so bad. You wouldn't even remember it exists except they made a, an arcade machine that's in modern arcades for mm. raw thrills. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terminator Salvation. It's the only one set in the present day with no time travel. The cool. present Terminator day. Uh, where the, the war takes place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something you, you always wanted to see. It existed. It's 10 years old. No one gives a fuck. Right. And no one gives a fuck. Oh, is there, is it... oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. McGee, you got fucking something to say to this prick? I didn't see it happen. Well, somebody should be fucking watching. And keeping an eye on him. This is the second time that he doesn't give a fuck about what is going on in front of the camera. So good. It is so good. And a few times I've had it's acted, so if, if you interrupted me, I would be I would go nuts because like you're, you're all in the he's probably in the middle of an emotional sequence where he needs to like channel a certain kind of mm-hmm. emotion that doesn't really exist right now, and some guy ends up ruining it. And like we're gonna be here all fucking day if this guy doesn't stop disassembling light in front of me. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's getting me stressed out for the few productions that I've been on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do want to hear what you have to say about uh, uh, your boy, uh, King Runner, <laughs> Captain oh, Cruz. The best runner. Uh, yeah, this Hunt is... Himself. Are we going to do the remix? We'll close out with we'll it. We'll close out okay. with it. Um, yeah, Tom Cruise, man. So he... This isn't really a freak out either. Not in the way that we've... A yelling sort of freak out. We've all seen him freak out on Oprah's couch. Like, that's something different. This is... A clip that floated around a couple years ago where he's doing red carpet. That's the one I was thinking yes. of. And and is he so not at fault, but it's so embarrassing. Yes. And his this like. Where he squirted in the mouth? Yes. This, <laughs> this prankster like interview guy, he comes over to like shake the guy's hand and say hi because he's holding a microphone. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's a fake microphone and it squirts water in Tom Cruise's face. And there's all the video of it. And it is chilling to watch tom cruise go from what 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 was that and he was in full nice guy mode like i don't know who you are but you're on the red carpet with the microphone of course i'll come over and shake your hand and say something nice you squirt like who the fuck are you yeah yeah the fuck do you get off doing that to me and it's like a it's kind of one of those scary freak outs that your parents give you where they're like they're not yelling at you they're like why would you do that what possesses you to do that? It's that was always scarier I, to me. I just I see there's something behind his eyes. Like he wants to yell for real, and all he can do is this. Just the same like way my parents on. yell at me, like I can't say this; it'll traumatize him for life. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, what were you thinking? Rather than you little shit. Yeah. I we <laughs> never should have had you. <laughs> um, so. Funny. Not very funny. Can you please? No, no, it's okay. No, no. Wait one second. Tom! 
What's so funny about that? It's ridiculous. Do you like making less of people? Is that what it is? Is that you, you like you like you like doing mean things to Hey, hey, no no. Don't run away. Don't run away. Don't run away. No, no, that thing happen. I don't care. That's incredibly rude. I'm here giving you an interview and answering your questions and you do something really nasty. You're a jerk. You're not going to seven fail on heaven. Like that's, uh, that's, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not yeah, wrong at all. I know. It would make it would. I would be furious if it's that a, it's a freak out in terms of Tom Cruise. His best freak out is exactly. Jerry Maguire. Like, <laughs> yes, but, yeah, <laughs> it's true. But he doesn't let the guy walk away. He grabs his hand. He's like, "No, we're talking." And about again, this. what's so funny that you see like a parade of security people and assistants come around him. A different lady comes on camera with an immaculate towel to wipe his face. <laughs> that she just puts, puts over it over his, his face, face while like he's talking. Was, like she was chloroforming him yes. or something. Like he's a fucking baby. Yeah. And that towel has never been used before. Right. It's like fresh out of the package. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> it's, it's such a disconcerting color she of blue. She had to burn you it know afterwards. They <laughs> yeah. Oh, Give yeah. it to me, I'll burn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to play two more. Okay. You see here. I don't need to. I really wanted to use the Daniel Bryan and Miz one, but it's wrestling, and who knows what's real. We did a whole show about that a year ago. So mm. listen when the wrestling gets real episode, because uh, that's really uncomfortable. Uh, the Mel Gibson one is equally uncomfortable because he was a person I didn't think we were allowed to work again. Yeah. Uh, after all the shit he got caught saying uh, in terms of anti-Semitism and sexist, mm-hmm. is, is sexist nature of what he said. You owed me a blowjob by the jacuzzi, you fucking bitch. Or like, oh, I remember all this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's some guy on WGN, like not unlike the Robert Downey Jr. one. At least Robert Downey Jr. stuff was mostly like self-harm. Mm-hmm. So like, I understand why this guy would want to ask these things of Mel Gibson because I am very curious about it. Do, do you feel the public perceives you differently? I will tell you they do not. I perceive Robert Downey Jr. differently from his mm-hmm. scandals, not you, Mel Gibson. And he asks him about it, and Mel seems like super perturbed, and it also irritates me because even in audio, this is why he's charming. When we watch Lethal Weapon 4 for 30, 20, 10, like, this is, mm-hmm. he's really good. He's really good. I want to have sex with him. He's yeah. really good. He's, he's a very affable, handsome man. Uh, so he's essentially asking him about scandals involving anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism and uh, what do you want to call the things? Misogyny? Yeah. Should he said to his uh, wife at the time? Oof. Do you think that the uh, public will perceive you any differently after all that's been in the news about you? What are you referring to specifically? Refer, referring to the, uh, you know, the uh, drinking problems. Referring to what's been called the anti-Semitic rant. Referring, yeah, that's, that's, all, all those I, things. I, I, you know, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, that's almost four years ago, dude. I mean, I've moved on. I guess you haven't. Well, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering if you think that the the public has has moved on and will perceive you in the same light. Well, I certainly hope so. You know, it is a while back. And, uh, you know, I've done all the necessary mea culpas. So um, let's move on, dude. Come on. Uh, Edge of Darkness opens uh, today. It's good to see you back in the saddle and uh, doing what you do best. Thanks a lot for joining us, Mel. Take care. Bye-bye. Asshole. (laughs) 
It is a live feed. I mean, uh, his facial expressions, everything are it's really good. One thing I found interesting about this is like my first introduction to Mel Gibson as a kid was mm-hmm. through the Mad Max movies mm-hmm. before Lethal Weapon. And I'm pretty sure from his bio, I think he was born in New York and as a child moved to Australia and mm-hmm. grew up there. Because you remember how weird his American accent sounded in the yes. early Lethal Weapon movies? Yes. Mm-hmm. So to hear him in an interview now where he's gone from having an Australian accent to not having one, it's kind of odd. Yeah, I that I, was strange. I, I, I talked about it on 302010 because I saw him on SNL when I was really high one time. So I'm a little more overly perceptive, let's say. And like he's clearly suppressing an Australian accent while giving a monologue because that's sort of like... The only time he doesn't have, he can't say cut. And his Australian accent, he's bleeding out. And you yeah. can see him beating it back. Like, I don't, don't talk like a fucking Kiwi. Don't say anything. Yeah. And, anything. And, and this this I, I love just because, like, um, in terms of how we deal with scandals, he's like, well, I'm over it. I don't know about all you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. What a wonderful attitude. I've done all my mea culpa. Yeah. Like, okay. you still care that I... Said Hollywood was controlled by Jews. That was years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I still think that, but I said I was sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... he, he thinks it's our fault for thinking about that. Still, it's yeah. so wonderful in terms of entitlement. And this is sort of my favorite because it's the kind of celebrity that gets confronted about a very real thing. Um, but he's not a huge celebrity. You're worried about having back because it's Gary Coleman, mm. uh, and apparently Gary Coleman. Uh, of Willis, what are you talking about fame? Mm-hmm. I never got that part for a reason. Uh, he is confronted with this allegation, an assault allegation against his wife that she filed. This, yeah. And I think at some point in this interview, he argues like, I'm smaller than her. It never happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can tell no one really gives a shit about like Gary Coleman's feelings. Who assaulted her? Gary's mugshot. Arrested and booked last month, Gary joined the panel to tell his side of the story. But watch when he and guest panelist attorney Lisa Bloom go at it. You know what? If people would want to believe that I assault my wife at four foot seven and she's five foot six, then they can believe that all day long. I don't care. Well, why don't you flat out deny it then, right here? Because otherwise, everyone's going to look at this and say he's waffling around and he probably I don't did it. Waffle. There is no abuse that goes on in my house. I don't waffle. Now, if people believe that I'm waffling, then they can go do what they Did need to do. Did you abuse your wife? Did you abuse her? Did you lay your hand and on her? And you know what? You can go to the same place. Did you lay you your hands on your wife, Gary Coleman? Because she says you did. yourself in the ocean. She says you did. You know what? I have this on my head because I fell down the stairs. I don't want people thinking that my wife is abusing me. Why don't me. you want to answer the question about whether you abused because your you wife? Because you everything out. Pardon me? You can go yourself really and quit asking is that me. the way you talk to your wife yeah, if i have to if i need to but i don't and, and i don't know you and i don't care about and you and is this the kind of anger that leads to your physical assault matter to me let me tell you so what i'm going to ask you to or get Listen. hit by a bus tonight hey, hey, i'm hey. not going to care because she's pushing my buttons and i don't like her now and the next thing Why i'm going to do tonight? is leave so all of you Gary, come back. No, f- you. <laughs> Why would he come back? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, since you said it that way, yeah. yeah. Here, go, think, put I, my mic back on. I don't work in PR as a publicist, but I think general rule of thumb is not to appear on shows like this to respond to allegations of this nature and sure. stay quiet, but Gary Coleman needs whatever he can get at this point. And um, he responded to this, out, this, this outbreak and this out 
by dying. Uh, so Lord, never, have mercy. He never really had to respond to any oh. of these allegations again. We lost Gary Coleman. Uh, but yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's we, really awkward. We had a, <coughs> a couple we didn't mention here, but we do have to get the hell on out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know what we missed. LaserTimePodcast.com. Comments. Uh, we have a great Facebook community. Just search, search LaserTime official Facebook community. Leave a comment under our Facebook. And we may discuss them on bonus time, the uh, Patreon.com slash LaserTime exclusive show we do every week for people who toss us the price of a cup of coffee every month to help keep us afloat. Keeps everyone paid, uh, fed. Not we're not going hungry, and we do appreciate uh, everyone who supports us uh, throughout this weird, weird podcastery endeavor. Thirty twenty ten is a show Sarah and I do with our buddy Diana every week. We look thirty twenty ten years ago back in time. You can look forward to talks about Columbine. It's it's movies are bad, but the controversies are real, and yeah. it's a heavy episode. The news is hard that week for sure. Lots of fatalities, strangely, uh, that week, and. So, and not only at the box office. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, and then Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show every Friday. Love that show. Hosted by Mr. Diana Goodman, Michael Parez, and uh, Manny Allen and myself. Thank you guys so much. Um, there's a bonus episode of 302010 up right now. Let us know what we missed. We're going to close out with a, a remix of Christian Bale freaking the fuck out. Yes. Um, I have this on my workout playlist. Like, I don't know why. It does kind of make me pumped up. It's pretty good. All right, guys, thank you so much. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. Think for one fucking second. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Think for one fucking second. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Think for one fucking second. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Think for one fucking second. Second. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. What don't you fucking understand? Fucking kick your fucking ass. What don't you fucking understand?